This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm here with my excellent co-host who's in my COVID pod, Zach Lee. Hello. Today we're here with Shailen Gray, who's written a book on meditations on death. Not quite the topic we're going to cover today, but Demolitor, uh, very much a left-hand path practitioner, very much been initiated into demolitry, so we get into... A little bit of different conversation today than maybe everyone's working for. And that goes along with our whole planetary idea of doing this in a meta context for the planetary energies. So far, we have done the four elements of Earth. We went through the bridge from Earth to Spirit and then basically did the lunar show. Yep. Now we're on Venus. And Venus is another one like the moon that is far far more complicated than is generally portrayed in general magic and far more important to move upwards in probabilistic thinking than people would think. And we were talking, me and Zach, before the show, do you know that Venus gets along with every planet except for one? Mm -hmm. And the reason it probably doesn't get along with the one planet or augment the one planet's stuff is because it is the only planet where Venusian energies don't matter. That's Saturn, and that's of death. So it goes back full circle, right? It's the one planet that you cannot actually improve the workings of the other planet with Venusian energy, which says something a lot about, I think, the planetary energies of Venus. Every single other one, you can almost make the workings with angels and with your own candle work or with daemons or Egyptian gods or anything, kind of you add some spike of Venusian energy, even the spirits are kind of like, eh, eh, we like you a little bit more, right? But not Saturn, which yeah. gets to the point. So this means that what we cover today and what we're talking about has an impact on any every Sephirah going upwards until we get to Saturn, which is almost the planetary Sephirah closest to God and the planet of death. Coincidence? Probably not, as we'll, as when we get there. And that'll be many, many months from now, which is good, because I don't want to summon Cassio. So yeah, I think all of us got to hold on that for a bit. Yeah, I hopefully I have the COVID clean. vaccine before. I know. <laughs> right, right, Shailen? Hopefully I have the COVID yeah, vaccine no before. Yeah, no kidding. Cassio, like, hi, Saturn angel of death. Oh, we've got the COVID vaccine. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I did want to kind of address real early on is this is not just about relationships with other people. Like it's so that's the that's the common internet version of this. It's the common 
Uh-huh. Uh, even chaos by diversion. Well, you want to get a new relationship, you go talk to a Venusian spirit. You know, like literally, you could go talk to the Venus, right? The Roman god, you know, or or any kind of combination. But really, from a practical, magical standpoint, I'll start off the discussion by this is one of the planet that is considered the glue between people and the glue between your parts of yourself, as in. When this is not there, there is no reason to connect. Mm-hmm. And I open the discussion with that. I think people want to go with the easier way, always outside of themselves. Just like if a relationship turns wrong, it was so and so's fault, not mine. Well, if you're in the same, re- if you're in re- multiple relationships and the same problem keeps popping up, maybe it's time for you to do some looking in the mirror at yourself. And they don't want to do that. Well, and this is also Venus energies, just like the lunar energies, is very drug-like. It feels good. It feels really good, right? Venus is usually associated with platonic aspects of what is considered beautiful. Now, now we can have different opinions on what that is, but I mean, classical platonic, like Fibonacci sequences in nature, like Venus is often associated with beautiful metals or fours that have a certain natural beauty, right? right? Of course, we don't have to talk too much about the people aspect because believe it or not, what generally, at least in the West, people consider beautiful also goes with the Fibonacci numbers and everything like that. And it's more mathematical than anyone would suspect from our cultural bringing. So that that should like make people like, what? It is absolutely true. It's this plan of symmetry mm-hmm. and natural beauty yeah. in most things across the natural world and the human world come down to mathematics. Now, no one would ever associate Venus with mathematics, but I just did. Well, yeah, you did. And it makes sense, too. Right? I mean, it goes back to, as you were saying, it's the aesthetic, natural beauty of things. And how do you calculate that? Well, it's a a body sensation, physical, visceral sensation. Mm -hmm. So you can break it down through the thinking process, which is more math-like, or it's the experience of it. And to get back to that point, Shailen, I think you're right. The easy pill is less intent for the relationship. Ten relationships later, I have never summoned a Venusian spirit for a relationship. No. No. <laughs> in fact, in fa- and, and I have made whole rooms of people cry with Venusian spirits, and it's nothing about getting another relationship. It's about fixing the relationship between the parts of yourself every time I summon these spirits. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I was making the joke, like, well, Hanyo, I, I would make the joke that Hanyo is not rough, but that was the spirit I made everyone cry in Hamilton. But even with the demons that I've summoned for this purpose, it just seems to be a little bit more wrathful and beating you up a little faster. Like, come on, what are you doing? What's your relationship with yourself? Yeah. What's your relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself? What's the glue that holds you together? Not what's the glue that holds you to other people? Because if there's no glue holding you together, there's no glue holding you to other people. Like if you can't express glue and a sort of internal pleasure at the symmetry of yourself, then there's no reason to express that outwards either. Right. And, you know, for someone... I have DID, um, multiple personality. So you have to understand all of the facets of yourself or else you go a little bit crazy. So I have done a lot of Venusian work trying to 
connect more with all those facets of who I am. So I can be that fuller individual. Am I working on, you know, losing all of them? No, but the relationship between each of us has definitely changed over the years because of that self-work that I did. And I think that's exactly where I was using this planetary energy. And like I said, welcome the demonic and angelic, which, you know, chaos magician, I'm not limited by either. Essentially is that like, well, how do you get past abuse issues from your childhood? Well, you may not be able to get to the point you can ever forgive and forgiveness. I generally think it's almost a Venusian thing because it implies a, uh, it implies a willingness to connect. Yes. Um, uh, so it's like forgiveness, self-forgiveness, self-love, all, and not narcissistic self-love, but I mean, real self-love is coming from this Venusian energy of, of what we're talking about, being able to connect to different parts, reintegrate them, and then start going out in the world before you ever do a spell to actually draw someone in your life. If you're not at that place, then, well, mostly we know what will happen, right? Spell fail. One way or the other, you either get nothing in return or you end up with a stalker or a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes something worse than Yes. Uh, I mean, of course, if we go into like the fictional accounts of of Venusian energy, like the craft in other movies, like these things go so horribly bad that I, I don't even know why people would do any magic if you watch any Hollywood occult stuff because, oh my God, you might die right there from one spell to just get someone to, to like you. Okay, so probably not that bad, but it does no. go that way over time. In some cases, maybe one out of a thousand, maybe it does go that way. Uh, more often than not, you get no result, which I think is worse than actually mm-hmm. getting a stalker. At least then you could say, well, I moved reality a little. Something happened. That's true. Versus, versus what I think most magicians really fight against is nothing happening for yeah. either technique or is. Yeah. I mean, but this planet is one, too, that when we look at Hollywood, when we look at, and we, we, we see where we come from, like what, and even in the show, we went from this lunar aspect of uh, making an illusion and then creating it. This is the peak behind those illusions in a lot of cases with Hollywood. Like we're talking about the negative side of it, but really is the teeth. What is it getting at is this need for connection. Even when we look at the anger and the replication of anger and and the illusion of Facebook like is in the way, right? We start talking about Venus. What is the real desire? Well, Venus really is the desire to have connections, right? It's mm-hmm. almost literally tied into the, some of the pleasure centers when you can physically connect to other people or mentally connect or emotionally connect or, or spiritually connect to other people. It is literally tied to this. This is why the stalker thing is such a problem because it feels good. Mm-hmm. It, 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 if there was no good feeling to it, nobody would do it. It would end up like Saturn, which nobody ever summons, except for, well, us necromancers, apparently. Yeah. And then, except oh, for us yeah. weird ones. <laughs> us weird ones where we're like, Shiva, all is truth. All that matters is truth. And the truth is death. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to illusions, but we're in a We're necromantic. Uh, humor there. Everyone, everyone who does that can grab you. We're all laughing. <laughs> you know, but the truth is, 
besides that, is, is this is why when we talk about the first things that I was saying, like, hey, Agrippa says this can positively affect all the other planets. And we can go through the list. Well, how does the sun and Venus work? You can instantly think, yeah, these can work together. Mm-hmm. You know, whole Orphic myths are created out of the, the combination of Mars and Venus, right? The, yep. They, almost all of our myths have this Mars-Venus combination going on. You know, the hero fights and then mm-hmm. gets the reward from Venus. That's a classic Greek narrative. Yes. Through Roman narrative, through Western yeah. culture narrative, through almost all of our hero journey narratives in the West have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Venus is considered this planet of rewards, uh, usually for conflict. Yes. Which is interesting. Well, that's its relationship with Mars there, too. And we know if we look into the Roman and even the Greek points of view, we know those two were always, even though we could awfully say they're opposites, they're always attracted. That's the typical norm in the culture as a stereotype there. Although one could argue, probably convincingly, that the fact that there's were Venusian rewards for martial action is definitely a undercurrent of the case. Absolutely. Why isn't the necromancers ever rewarded like this way? Ah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We've been left out. But even Jupiter, you can see, okay, Jupiter and Venus. Oh, it's so. You can see, well, how do they go together, right? If there's connection, expansion is more possible, right? Right. It becomes easier. Greece is the wheels across the board. You know, Mercury. Well, if you have connection, you have communication at a much higher degree, right? So any of the planets we walk through, we can start seeing, okay, yes, every single one of them can get augmented or at least be in an elevated state or in a more active state by having some sort of aspect of connection in there. Absolutely. And then you look at things like, okay, we get to Saturn, which is time, death. How, How are you going to connect to that? really, from relationships there, unless you're actually doing the type of work specifically for it. doesn't really get around, right? <laughs> so, Jalen, for a question for you, I yeah. mean, we know you have a demonology background, so what's your experience been um, with the Venusian point specifically around this? I mean, you gave with, us... With Damon, so. Yeah. Well, as we were talking about earlier, yes, you can get your end result relatively quickly but if you don't pay attention you are even though you know everyone thinks oh venusian is sweet and light and sunshine and rainbows no you can still get a good smack you know tarun and Bershun will still come and give you a good what for if you're screwing around and you're trying to work with them they're actually i don't do a lot of what people would traditionally use Venus for. I've just had too many bad experiences. It's one of the few areas of magic that I won't do for other people just because, A, there's so much self stuff that has to be done in order for it to be effective. And if they're not going to do that side 100%, why am I going to put in the extra energy to make sure it happens for them? So I'm very, very cautious with who I do that kind of work for, just because it gets tiring when you put everything into it 
and to have them go, well, I didn't get the one that I loved. Well, did you do what you were supposed to do? It's not rainbow of coins. I think that's an excellent point. Like when people talk about Venus, they always talk about love spells, right? But they forget that there's this, first of all, the Greeks had multiple layers of love to the point that you get to, you know, sex, you get to actual love, romantic love, to agape love, Mm -hmm. right? And I think most people forget love spells to a particular person are ugly. Yes. They are ugly. They are bindings. That is almost against the Venusian current. That is almost like, that isn't connection. That's prison. That's not really like they want to be with you so you're using this force and it's highest aspirational that's about you know forming authentic connections i think mm-hmm. it, you know like like you said damon's like when you start screwing that up they'll be like oh oh yeah right oh people think venusian spirits what they're, they're gonna be so kind and loving but you <laughs> here two magicians who are talking about tears from venus workings I'm talking about an archangel creating a room of tears. Yeah. And I'm, t- by the way, we're going to summon an angel later tonight. So if you want to join us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Like, right? But I mean, literally, tears of pain. Because what does authentic connection look like? It does. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when it's created, it's, it's fantastic. But when you're creating it, I think what we're getting at is it's pain. It's because you have to literally acknowledge the impurities to form the connection. You literally, impurities is the wrong word, but the hiccups. You have to acknowledge the self-forgiveness that goes on with making a connection with another person, not just the love connection. I mean, mm-hmm. no one talks about Venusian energy between bros or, you know, Venusian energy between the sister club or, or between mixed groups of people. Like, it is still there. It's still the connection, which if you're truly hurt on a friend level, for a while, you're not going to be able to form friendships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to be hurt on that level until you can come to terms with forgiveness. And usually when you're hurt about that, I feel like it's not that you're angry necessarily so much at them. At least for me, it's anger at myself that it was so stupid, right? Right. I don't know if you feel that way, Shailen. Like, yeah, I do. Um because it's the, why didn't I see this earlier? Why couldn't I have picked this up? What's wrong with me that I didn't see where this was going bad? It's exactly. very little outside. It's all that internal well, hate, I mean, hating I mean, themselves. Would more easily blame other people, screw these people. But you know, most people, after a while, will realize, why did I let a person like that in my life? Mm-hmm. You know? And that prevents you from actually making any new friends until you actually go through and work on it and actually say, go to Venus and say, well, how could I forgive myself for letting this happen? And then that goes back to how could I let somebody into my life to another facet of Venus, which is glamour. You know, well, they are really great at making themselves appear the way we want them to appear. It's that mask, the facade of, of the interesting like. Interesting. It, it is that glamour of everything is perfect, particularly with Venus. Yes. Like, 
because usually glamours are also associated with the moon. Obviously, there's a pathway where we're going up the tree and the serpent path. And clearly, like these two are connected. Like, mm-hmm. like, but there's this glamour aspect, but it is the glamour of perfection. You know, with the voodoo spirits, there's a, uh, a saying like with our Zuli Freda, who's basically like, oh, she comes in possession. I mean, literally, when I get possession by Arzuli, which is hilarious, because I'm like a six foot two guy. Like, it's hilarious when I get possessed by Arzuli, until it's not, because then I start crying because the world's not perfect. Right. Which is the, which truly is like this Venusian aspect. Like, the world is not perfect, but by making connections, maybe we can make it a little less painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, a little bit of honey to actually add to the, the imperfection or in the agape sense, the world's not perfect because we've forgotten that we're all, we're all connected anyway. So maybe the Venusian stuff is just us remembering that we're actually connected at the higher aspirations. That could definitely I certainly, I certainly have heard Damon's say, you, you know, you humanities are, are idiots. Yeah. I say you are, oh, yeah. you're actually gonna you're still connected even if you act like you're not and mm-hmm. act accordingly even from our point of view as the most dark spirit. It will go a lot better for you. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it when I go to them with different things and I can feel the demonic eye roll. Like, oh here we go again. Yeah, the demonic eyebrow where they're like, hey, stop being assholes. They're more yes. assholes than us. Yes. We're supposed to be demons. You're, <laughs> you, you use that a pejorative. We use humans as a pejorative. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're acting so human, Asmodeus. I've got that visual playing out in my mind. Thanks a lot, guys. I know, it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, I mean, we we were talking about these connection points, and I mean, obviously, like we're expanding. I hope when people listen to the podcast, I hope they like, listen. We're really expanding what Venus can be used for, and in a lot of ways. And I, I really hope people hear that. Now, obviously, the traditional thing is. I personally hate doing love spells as well for clients because it's always the same. I tell them, no, you never should go back and try to do a love spell at a single person who mm-hmm. broke up with you. And they go, yeah, okay, I want that. Just based on what I already said, do you, does anyone think I use Venus? No, actually, what I actually probably will use is necromancy yeah. because it's the bindings outside of anything. You know, who cares, right? At that point, dead will do whatever you want if mm-hmm. you're friends with them. But Venus won't. Why would Venus bind someone? What are some demons if people are interested that you know about that you've worked with that maybe they could do some self-repair on the Venus aspect? Citri is a good one. I've enjoyed working with Citri. To coming from the background that I have of of going through some crazy stuff and needing to do a lot of that self-repair um finding passion in being me again that was definitely the area of working with Rashun and Tyrone the twins um finding that desire to want to take the next steps where how can I become the better 
better, better version of where I am. Um, let's see. Haven't worked with Astarte as much as I probably should, to be honest. I get Starting. pulled more to Jakanti's group. Yes. <laughs> yes. I really should. I've Believe made not, several like, oils. I, I found Astarte to be great when you're trying to actually get friends. Now I know people use that Astarte for everything else, like for love magic. But when you're trying to be friends, it's like, you really, I found that spirit useful um, to mm -hmm. actually, it's not so much like this, it's not romantic love, like I'm saying, it's, it's literally, it just takes the edge off and right. makes so people actually look at each other with more favorable ways. Like, but it's not like, it's not like Dantalian or some of those spirits which change people's thoughts. It, right. It's a, it's, it takes the edge off. Uh, of the the kind of fear when you meet someone, it's mm -hmm. adding. That's the way I feel like is starting actually tends to work. Take the fear off, so you sort mm -hmm. of more look at the best sides of the people you're interacting with. Right. Because um, new things are always fearful, whether it's people or not. You oh yeah. Feel like oh we've known this person for so long it's okay and you haven't you know. Um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Gap interesting is things. What well, gap? Yeah. Gap. Yep. Yep. It's interesting because some of the things that you're describing when you're talking about these spirits is desire, which we can go back to connection as desire. Now we're expanding what connection could mean. Mm -hmm. um, when we start relating connection and desire, the appropriate use of desire versus kind of the bad side of Venus. Right. We should talk about. Yeah, the shadow. The shadow side of, of Venusian energy is probably heroin in a drug sense. Yes. And it starts that you, loop. It feels really good. It, 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 but it's not, it's the feeling of really goodness with, uh, that goes into a real shadow place. But that's a good analogy for where it can go. Like we can see the kind of heroin at, uh, mm -hmm. thing going on with Facebook, right? We can see that with, all the social media it's like it can, it's you get the little like rush with of feeling connected but then it can go in real bad places where yourself right uh yourself identity and image is destroyed mm -hmm. by the, the very connections or the or black swan that's like another example from fiction of uh, movies yes uh, is this desire the connection to desire ultimately is also destructive right um, and we're not even talking about the craft. Well, I want this person to like me, and it turns out they're like a serial killer or rapist or something like that. Like this is more actually even outside of that kind of thing, where mm -hmm. you're starting to connect to your desires and not putting them into the proper place, and and reaffirming those desires, especially the one you said, the desire to be a better or the desire to be a better me. Like is so. I think that's the highest as one of the higher aspirations of Venus. That is why. We're here before we go any further. Uh, if there's no desire to move forward, how are you going to go through Mars, right? Where right. it's open conflict. How are you going to go through, I mean, the sun is the sun, but that's not that bad. But how are you going to go through Saturn if there isn't desire to connect to something greater? It's just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think that was such a great point that you, when you're talking about spirits, about desire to, this aspirational desire to connect to what is a better me. Or to connect, to reconnect to my desires 
of what I actually want to do. Right. Like, versus necessarily, which is the shadow side of this artificial desire. Well, right. And artificial desires. And even talking about this development aspirational piece, we see that with the self-help industry. It's like, what's oh, aspiration gosh. for people? They want to be better, but then it gets to a piece of, all right, it keeps looping that on that positive affirmation. Uh-huh. So on the shadow side, we can look at that and say, all right, it started off maybe in a place and then went out of control and expanded a little bit. Well, ultimately, isn't a lot of this, I mean, I'll probably get hate now for saying this, but a lot of help, self-help industry, what is it? It's about addiction loops. If it ever was, if the things worked or they resolved, a person would not buy more materials. Now, granted, I think I do spell work. Bayland does spell work. Zach sometimes does spell work. Uh, we all have books. So we want to sell more books. All right, we're in the self-help industry. So I say this with a full caveat, although I sell less books because I say stuff like go about to say. But ultimately, goal of business and that pushes us to the shadow side because if it could actually fulfill someone, they wouldn't need any more books. They wouldn't need any more materials. So it's like this, this connection to a desire that may not actually ever be, be able to be filled. It's always, and you kind of see this over and over and over. Like, what's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new mm-hmm. thing? Whether it's in a cult or cultist, whether it's self-help, all the people on this is to continue. What's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new connection thing? What's the new, let me grab that. Let me grab on that, right? Everyone else is doing it. So I want to get on connect to that right you know to feel good about it and then more often than not i mean everyone here does pretty legit work you know we try to be honest about it but more often than not again no one wants to talk about that that that's a big part of the self-help is to create desires even though it's in the idea of help to create desires that people will fulfill with temporary means or temporary products I mean, this is true with marketing too and advertising. You're trying to connect people to desires that are not really fulfilled by the products you have, but you're giving them the illusion. But again, so this is why we're so still so close to the moon when we're talking about it, but it's still, it is this kind of connection to desire is both good and bad, you know, used in the way that you're describing. Somebody could actually use that desire to carry them up through the tree or whatever magical program they're doing. Um, using the way that I'm describing, it leads to places where people just need a new product to feel like they can get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when we start looking at that, this reminds me, it, it's related and it's not related. It's basically going back to dating specifically, right? When people are single, what happens? They go to nightclubs. They do all these things or they go socially, whatever it is. And it's all about the connection pieces, but it goes back to what do they say usually about relationships? Uh, it's a mirror image of yourself to some degree, right? What's yeah. the desire you're trying to go toward? So if those parts of you are not communicating internally, then you're probably going to get more of a um, idea, a fixation, or even a projection of what you're trying to go toward as a desire that you need to heal on yourself. Right. And that comes down to knowing what exactly you need and what you want, because those two things are sometimes not anywhere near each other. And you have to have both sides of it, just like you have to understand what your flaws are and maybe where you're lacking. I mean, that's the thing, too. When you're getting into idealized forms and wants, 
some of which are possibly not necessary. We have to realize that a lot of our wants are probably artificial. And by artificial, it doesn't mean we don't have them. It means where they actually started from was probably as part of a business plan. And when we talk about needs, well, now we're getting into this rawness that we, we keep bringing Saturn into the conversation. But this is another aspect of what a Saturn is, what is needed. It isn't pretty oftentimes. It, right. it, it isn't, it doesn't have that pleasant uh, vibe to it at all. You know, these two things are often in conflict of needs and wants, but also because the, the wants are often very fluid, as in they're fluid because they're being constantly manipulated. So the connection to desire is being constantly up, especially in in the capitalist Western society, right? Um, it's constantly being there, but it's not. Even in, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong about modern day China, even what you're supposed to want is constantly being manipulated, not necessarily by capitalist forces per se, but it is still being manipulated. Like, are you a good party member? Like, you should want to be a good party member. You get these rewards. Mm -hmm. Your desire should be aligned with the party needs, right? All of this, that's not here. We, we just have a credit score. Um, and how many stuff, how many things we have to wrong. It's no different, really. It's right. We're totally different than them. Well, and, and the point that you raise about this fluidity, when we look at Venus's actual elements, it's actually air and water, which are uh -huh. easily manipulable depending on which stream you go with. Right. right. Air is, again, the root of illusions, right? The gift and the lunar magic. And water, again, is, the, is another illusion element. So we're, again, going from illusion to connection of desire. We're... When we started this whole journey, when we went back at the four elements, I said, if you do not have a moving root, like by moving root, meaning you have the four elements kind of balanced if you're working in this kind of platonic system, and it's true in analogy too, you do not have a balance between the four elements. These higher order planets can screw you up worse. And this is what we're talking about. Like, yes, if you have this sort of balance in the four elements and you come to, to Venus, you might have some discernment to say, wait, what? Mm -mm, this isn't going right. But when you come here with off-balance, the illusions and the connection to desire can become your only reality. Right. And when that happens, well, that's when we see these fantastic spin-outs, right? Like, you know, um, I was reading Antero Ali, whose work I actually love too. Uh, right, but he's talking about alignment to vertical sources and how a, a performer shouldn't fall in love with his audience, right? Because Venus is tied to all the arts. Because right. why the art connects us? So we have artists, musicians, uh, actors, all connecting to people through the art. But if you just love your audience, what happens is you perform and have these massive flameouts to get. That that vibe, that that love from the audience, and when it doesn't happen, your art's destroyed. Yeah, yeah right. And, and we do see that in Hollywood. Like, there's oh, yeah. stories around that. Oh my right. gosh, see, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, these obviously because they're the movement of the Venusian energy is so much 
We see the flame out when they can't get it to be so great because the public eye loves nothing but a crash, you know, a train wreck. <laughs> or the media, right? Yep. We all can't wait for the next crash. Exactly. But we see it a lot, right? You, people get that love of the audience and then boom. It, it, it could be business too. It could be um, any of these things, you know. Even writers probably get this too, where they start not being true to their to the love of their self and their art, and they start, you know, mm-hmm. it's called selling out. But usually, when people say they're selling out, but, but it's not bad. People who sell, no, they sold out. But I mean, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yes, it, it's yes. like they stop being true to their art, or the mm-hmm. or in the case of a cultist, their magic, you know, or any of it, because they can't connect. Do what you were saying. They can't connect to their actual desire. They they are there's too much noise and desires like it's right i like that too much noise yeah, yeah. go ahead Julie. no i was just gonna say yeah that does make perfect sense you know that the cacophony kind of makes you lose way of what you're supposed to be focusing on and this gets to a piece within venus which is interesting as a point which is harmony and balance how do you balance this outer point and this inner point at the same time and when do you actually make the flows uh, go in certain directions? Because it's never going to be a 50-50. Right? No. And when we look at it from that balancing piece, that is a difficult transition for a lot of people um, because it's, you got to be focused up here, then you got to reflect back to yourself, and then you got to reflect back out. Um, it's a headache, emotionally and mentally. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I think also, like, the peace and harmony of Venus is, is also goes to one of the other names for Venus, I think, which is grace. And the Canio's name literally means, uh, you know, basically the angel of grace or through God's grace, right? Because the connections imply that when it's operating perfectly, we get such uh, even runic ideas of gabo and reciprocity because you don't have to think about reciprocity if everyone is working optimally. You know, in Venus, you know, you, you got to go back and forth, right? You want to keep right. the connection going. Um, but the harmony aspect also, I think, is a great point because what happens when there's a concatenate of desires? Well, well, how do you get harmony when there's artificial desires? There's there's business plans to create desire. There's there's algorithms to create you to force you uh, to desire something that maybe you don't. You know, like I'm saying, like, you might want attention, desire attention and connect to that, but is necessarily going to uh, social media constantly and we all kind of do it. And, you know, is that going to help? Like, these are kind of complex things where our society is so out of balance with this point um, that it's, it, is a, it is starting to unbalance people, like, as in you have to even be more <laughs> balanced in the four elements if you're going to keep doing anything on this particular point. I mean, maybe you found that too, when you were working to heal parts of yourself and really interconnect, you know, how important was it to stay in that center point, uh, to be able to stay and move forward with it? Oh, very important. I was doing elemental balancing a lot because I was finding myself constantly in flux until I finally found that point where everything just kind of coalesced. 
and yeah. we found that harmony piece. But it took years of working with the altars and working with myself and having fantastic people guide me to, you know, kind of keep my feet firmly planted in the ground, so to speak. But I couldn't have done the mundane without the magical, and I couldn't have done the magical without the mundane. They had to be done together. Harmony. Do you ever find when you're, you're going through this is that it, it becomes like mania and then sorrow, mania and then sorrow, or some kind of up and down until you can find that harmony? Mm-hmm. Very much so. I mean, because that's also another bad side, I think, of Venus energy is when it's not there, you have sorrow until you can find a balance. Yeah. Because it's but again, that's because this this planet has even more drug-like uh, qualities to it because it's so tied to connection, so tied to the pleasure centers that has more drug qualities than even the moon. Like it's like, well, one is grasping an idea, almost like smoke, and working for it. One's actually having something tangible that has a visceral effect. That's why it's actually more addicting on that. Because it's not just an idea anymore. It's a visceral sense of something material in your head. Submissive, constantly going for subspace. And it's more and more difficult each time that they session. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get out of balance. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't go out of balance sometimes. You know, that's helpful, automatically speaking, to give you a different perspective. And then you got to get a new balance. This planet particularly, um, I mean... This is all the second chakra work, like of feeling emotionally connected. It's all of the on Maslow's hierarchy. It's like number two. Once we get past like all of the 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 use can survive, almost 90% of people stay here. So in the chakra or in in the tree of life, this is as far as they can get. Like, because they can never find that harmony. And it, 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 they're on the the trap, the kind of the up and down roller coaster of, you know, mania, happiness, super happiness, sorrow, mania, happiness, sorrow, mania, happiness, sorrow, you know, um, continuously, right? And if you're on the mania, you might be able to do go a little further, but then you backtrack because it's sorrow, right? Like, yes. So if you, 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 you that a point might employ Mars or the other planets in a way that just is counterproductive and hurtful you know yeah because mania does not always equal good energy mania can be very detrimental i use mania instead of happiness but i mean it's it's that kind of happiness that's on control i think on yeah uncontrolled or un un unbalanced Mm -hmm. like happiness that is balanced is relatively stable but it's more i think it's more tied to being myself but without being balanced and this is like the connection uh to desire and then all the other things like connection to desire even the light that you need to go on it expanding you know even all of the things that we later will cover it gets into this weird cycle which i think we all have seen a lot of people with this psych. They can't express, especially now in COVID, right? Now at COVID, like, what is our connection? Well, do we go to a bar? Not really. No. Well, do people in the States go to bars? Yes. Should they be going to no. anywhere to a bar? No. But 
but again, I mean, alcohol isn't quite an amusing drug, but it does a lot of things that, like heroin, make people feel better. Well, mm-hmm. it's, you look at that particular culture um, with going to bars, it's like, what? It's social lubricant. That's literally what people call it, right? So it's like you drink up and then you go talk to people. So you're, it, it's getting over that fear piece that you're talking about um, with Astarte, right? That's essentially just the mm. way people use it in a modern uh, context, I mean, that's, right? Right. I'm not using like Astarte, like I said, for romantic purposes. I have a wife. I don't need romantic purposes, right? But I don't make friends easily because everyone knows I'm pretty introverted. Why? Introverts don't draw straight from other people. We literally, if you, I don't mean it in a bad way, but I mean, it helps with other things. But for connecting to other people, we would have a Venus deficiency by default, right? To connect to ourselves. We probably are okay with Venus. We're really good at connecting to ourselves, generally speaking. But it doesn't quite go outside so much. You're, you're laughing about that. <laughs> Is that pretty much true? Like, yes. Guilty as charged. So, friends, not, not so easy because, you know, the connection no. points. Not there, but we can talk intelligently and well about our own shadows, and we're well. Oh God, yes, we we've been there and back a couple times. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that also gets to a, a weird how the Venus expresses itself with introverts and extroverts. Like extroverts have the opposite problem, actually, when you watch them do magic and serious magic. External, right? External connections easy, no problem. They magic all the time for that. But the magic always has to be group oriented. Group oriented. Yeah. In fact, if it's not group oriented, what happens? They have trouble. I, <laughs> I see that consistently. Have you seen that, Shaylin? Yes, I have. Yeah. Right, because their their Venusian aspects of desire to connect are so externally biased. They get locked. They get locked, even magically speaking, spiritually speaking, they're locking their uh, magic to desire to connect to other people, or the to, the flows of energy are locked to the desire. We, we cover right. that in Qigong all the time. Like your intention is the reality you partially create. If your intention is always locked to the expression of desire um, through others, your magic will tend to flow that way, and that's a real problem when group dynamics fall apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I'm so selective with who I will practice with. At least if it's me, I know exactly what to expect. There's very few people that I feel comfortable enough saying, let's let's do a group working. Just because I don't do well with major group dynamics, which is really bad for a high priestess. <laughs> because that's all I have to do is manage everyone's personality clashes and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. I purposely started doing group work for that reason because I knew I would draw internally. It worked out for a few years, and then it didn't, right? Yeah. Uh, for the same reason, because you know that's not my natural orientation. Have COVID stress something, and then where the Venusian vibe is flowing changes, and COVID has stress stuff. We say that again. One of the things I want to cover in the last kind of ten minutes is because of COVID is at least in Agrippa and a lot of planetary magics, the real antidote to depression 
is listed as partially being Venusian. And that's a kind of important part because what we're saying about the manic and sorrow, the higher aspects of Venus and that kind of injecting the system with some sort of connection to desire is actually classically in Greek and hermetic magic thought to be one way to alleviate. We're not going to say cure. You should get professional medical assistance uh, if you're suffering from that. However, that said, with professional medical assistance, there are things on this point that the positive side seems to help. And I could certainly actually say from experience both with daemonic uh, Venusian spirits and archangelic or angelic side of things, I will use these spirits to actually expel depression urges. Mm-hmm. Or at least lessen them. Yes. And I think people need to be able to open up their eyes to see that they can be used in that way. Everyone I think just, so. It, yeah, everyone's stuck. It's another facet. Why are we limiting them? They're multifaceted, just like we are. Yeah, I think I think the reason is that people get stuck on this. It's between me and another person and the relationship. But the, 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 the this this ties in with the introverted comment. Like introverts realize that is not all it. That 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 isn't it. Like and the Venusian aspects of connection at the higher aspirational, like even the lower aspirational, can kick you out of depression because it actually connects you to something you could do. Right? If if a Venusian spirit isn't like, yeah, let's not worry about this other people thing. How about uh, love the guitar? It's right there. Go get one. Love the guitar and start playing. It might seem totally like, what the hell are you doing? Like, but in actuality, what they're trying to do is reconnect you to other parts of yourself that are unexpressed, mm-hmm. that you can connect to desire or some other desire to move you out of the real dark place. Like, well, And that's why creative therapy, art therapy is so popular because it works. It connects you with a different aspect of yourself to work through those pains, whether it's through charcoal or stories or what have you. It, it is, I know with my psych background, that was one of the things that we use the most is creative therapies. And I mean, creative art in general is co- almost completely under the sphere of Venus mm-hmm. because it deals with connections, internal and external um, Writing is sometimes thought material, but it's still under really Venus if it's creative writing. Um, so it's not just communication, it's communication and expression of desires. Right. In this, I think you having a therapy background, that's great to bring in because like you can you can speak about this exactly. Like, while we're not saying I'm never gonna say on the show, like don't get professional help. It is one way to help, right? While you're getting professional help. Like, mm-hmm. right? If you're the Venusian spirits, see you in, I view it, it's like there's, really sorry, if they see you in pain, I'm going to try to redirect your focus to something that you consider beautiful. Now, that could be, uh, you know, horrible images of demonic realms, right? That doesn't matter what other people think. No. You find it to be um, beauty and the grotesque or whatever. And they'll draw you to that just so you're like, I should draw this out. But it's not drawn 
or it's not painted or in art therapy, it's not painted in an automatic or, or revulsion, right? That's when people make grotesques, I don't believe they do it because it revolves them. No, they find that appealing. And mm-hmm. at that point in time, the Venetian spirits could try to guide you to what you find appealing to focus on what actually bring, could bring you a little bit of pleasure. Right. Uh, and right now, I think it's really important because, unfortunately, the professionals are really overwhelmed. Many of them are no longer taking new patients. So what do you do in the interim if you can use some of that Venusian energy through creative ways, just, yeah, to, exactly, you know, just yeah. to tide you over until you can get that professional help? And then, of course, do both together. Well, I think in COVID, such a stress-related, it's such a stressor. Like our fundamental, everyone knows the truth of what's going to happen after COVID. Fundamentally, our societies are completely going to be different. If, if they haven't figured that out, I'm sorry for breaking the truth and, and going all Siva again. But our society is going to be different in the West, completely different yes. after COVID. In a lot of ways that are unpredictable. I made some predictions in up previous shows. We'll see if I'm right. However, it's going to be completely different. How people are interacting is completely different. Um, and right now, maybe people aren't at the clinical level of that sort of clinical depression or clinical sadness, but they are situationally. And using mm-hmm. the Venusian energy or Hanyo or, or some of the spirits we name like Astarte or Gap or I can't remember all of them, tree, right? In a way that isn't just about Hey, hey, go get me somebody. It's more like, hey, go connect me to something that I can do art, you know, with you pushing me. Mm-hmm. Might be a way mm-hmm. to to tone down the negative effects of of, of COVID. Yeah. You know, based on what you're saying, based on what we're saying, um, really kind of tone, just kind of revisit this like or, or get it to reconnect in an odd way well reconnect another word could be attract or attract yeah which is the usual unit, usual unit term for that it's attracting mm-hmm. you to something you desire something that then you can push toward a relationship on and again i, I think it's not this isn't a relationship with another person we're talking about although you can do that once you do the self work it really is about connecting the parts of yourself and sort of dragging parts of yourself that aren't in the muck or using them to drag you out of the muck. Right. And the muck is deep lately. So anything that people can use to kind of pull themselves out of it, or at least just maintain, I think is important. So do the work. Do the work. So we get to this point. It's 7.57. Meditations on death. Sailing Gray, look it up. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Again, we want to thank you for coming, Shailen. You're welcome to stay. Uh, we're going to go uh, to our altar space and actually do a, a non-trivial, uh, you know, self-love working with Hanio. Uh, and basically, like, if you are a sponsor, feel free to stay. Uh, if you're not a sponsor, you know, become a sponsor. Like, I don't have to lost- right here. Mm. Internet is giving us issues again. But if you're not a sponsor, become a sponsor. And we would like you to become sponsors. And of course, through the sponsorships, we're able to get like stuff like the 4K camera we got, which makes it better for doing rituals. 
all that stuff you saw in the fire magic workshop came from you the sponsors you guys gave us that the resources to improve the ritual sets that we do so thank you so become a sponsor and if you're already sponsored just stay on and we'll take a five minute bio break everyone stay healthy stay ha as happy as you can and stay well in covid and we will see you two weeks time again what plan are we doing next one next one we are working on mercury mercury with rufus is going to join us so mercury god of thieves <laughs>